talk about your TV like nobody else. Whenever they're talking shows, we are overwhelmed. The facts that Kings Rod and Josh are back seven L's on post show. Oh oh, recaps they're so delightful. Like there are forty thousand TV shows, it is actually closer to twenty thousand shows. And Kings Rod and Josh are back here to tell you it shows. Oh oh. Are so freaking beautiful and which shows are kind of dumb and dutiful. Yeah, that's right, everybody. It's the Rob and Josh show here on Post Show Recaps. I'm Josh. This is Rob. Hi, Rob. How are you doing? Hey, buddy. What's going on? Uh, it's going great. Uh, I've missed you. It's been a, a, a couple weeks since last we spoke about the Dial of Destiny. Sorry. Yeah. Rob, Didn't do you think we were the last, the last people to talk about the Dial of Destiny? Do you think anyone else talked about it after you and I stopped talking about the Dial of Destiny? We had the Dial of Destiny, and I don't care if anybody else liked it. Did uh-huh. you go see the uh, um, Mission Impossible? Not the yet. Dead Reckoning I Part not, One. I I think that uh, so I love the Mission Impossible movies. I don't know if you're a Mission Impossible guy at all. Uh, I you? was at one point. Yeah, uh, I love the Mission Impossible movies. I haven't gone to see it yet. I was away last week, so I didn't have the chance, and it's on my radar. But like. How am I to Mission Impossible when I have to Barbenheimer at the same time? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not gonna like Barbenheimer Impossible. Uh, like, how do you even like combine the three of them? That's an impossible mission. That would be an impossible mission. I mean, you have to have a lot of time on your hands. It's a long day. Oppenheimer is like 500 hours in and of itself. Uh, like, I can't like add a Mission Impossible movie that's probably gonna be like two hours, three hours, something like that on top of it. So, no, I have not yet done. Dead Reckoning Part One, which is one of the worst titles for a movie I've heard in a very long time. It's Mission not Impossible ideal. Dead Reckoning Part One. Yeah. Why didn't you just name it something, and then the next one you just name something else? I guess this is like one long, like five-hour story. Terrible. I hate that. I mean, really, honestly, the recent Mission Impossible movies have all been very connected anyway, so it feels like it's all one long movie. Like, I couldn't tell you what happened story-wise from Ghost Protocol to Rogue Nation to Fallout. Fallout Boy, Ethan Hunt Mm -hmm. here, Mm -hmm. Rob. Yeah, Uh, I mean, he's falling out of the sky. (laughs) Have you watched the stunt, at least? Have you seen him do the thing? So, Josh, in uh, my day job uh, covering the reality TV, Mm -hmm. I uh, do watch a lot of things. Are you like a scripted hobbyist? Is that what this is? This is like Mm -hmm. hobby stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Uh And so I spend a lot of times watching things on the Paramount Plus, and I do see a lot of like the advertising for the Paramount project, which is Mission Impossible. Yeah. Dead Reckoning Part One. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And Mission Impossible colon. I think it's actually Mission colon Impossible. There's colon. a hyphen in there. There's a hyphen. In, it might uh, be Mission colon Impossible dash yeah, Dead yeah, Reckoning yeah, colon part one. part one. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. Uh, no, mercifully, there isn't an- another colon. Uh, it's just Dead Reckoning part one. You just say it fast. I think. Yes, but there is a colon after Mission but before yes, Impossible. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so... I see the stunt a lot. Like I feel like I don't even need to go see the movie because it's yeah. like, yeah, like uh, I they cut it like like Tom Cruise la- launches the motorcycle a- into the air. I know Tom Cruise isn't dead, not yet. 
Like, I think I've even seen him in the parachute. So I, I don't really know what I'm going to the movie theater to go see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I'm, I'm excited. I can hear it's very fun. I, I, if I had the chance to great. take to yeah. take uh, Dominic to go see it, I would. Yeah. Do you remember Kittredge from the first Mission Impossible movie? You know who that guy was? I remember John Voight taking his face off yeah. and lasers and a fight on a train. Yeah. Yeah. Kittredge was like the the jerk Mission Impossible like supervisor who mistakenly believes that Ethan Hunt is the mole. Uh, and he's just he's the guy that like Ethan Hunt like throws uh the chewing gum at the fish tank in the restaurant. Yes, okay. in the yes, yes. He's he also plays basically the same douchebag government agent in Clear and Present Danger, another Harrison Ford movie. If you ever watched that one, did you do uh, CPAD? <laughs> no, CAPD, no. CAPD. You never capped? Uh, no, no. Uh, do I have fun. CAPD? I don't know. <laughs> you will after you watch Clear. Consult and your Danger. doctor. Yeah, your symptoms of CAPD. Yeah, well, he's he's one of the great characters of uh, the original Mission Impossible, and they brought him back. I didn't used to have CAPD. <laughs> That's what Tom now Cruise has I do. after all these stunts. Uh, so it's very weird to say that like my main drive to go and see the new Mission Impossible movie is I want to see what Kittredge has been up to, but I do. I want to see what Kittredge has been up to. They brought him back. So haven't seen it yet. does look very fun. I've also watched the stunt because I went and saw Avatar back in December at IMAX, and the IMAX theater is like, all started with a 20 minute presentation or something like that of uh, Tom Cruise being like, I'm going to save movies by throwing myself off a cliff on a motorcycle in a parachute. Not uh, this time. Didn't save the movies. The movies are in trouble. Everything's in trouble. Since last we spoke, SAG-AFTRA's on strike. Uh, everything is shut down right now. Uh, today we're doing uh, some catch-up on movie headlines, TV headlines, all that stuff. We've got feedback from listeners as well. We have decisions to make. We have to figure out what we're going to do yeah. next in the post-indie era. Uh, but yeah, to, to take it back to Indiana Jones didn't do so great uh didn't do so great it had a 305.1 uh, million box office return internationally i think for a movie that cost somewhere in the neighborhood of 300 if not 400 million dollars what's mm -hmm. the lesson here is there a lesson to be learned here yeah i mean indie was it was Don't make action movies old. Old. Yeah, yeah i think so think so i know people have talked about like the story and the plot but it was like the last one i i don't think was that well received and i don't know if like you you gotta get young people excited about the thing and i don't know if uh like uh, anybody under 30 was excited about indiana jones yeah i think it's tough and i don't think like it's a reflection of the state of the box office necessarily even if that is clearly in uh, in question and is continuing to be in question given the current uh, state of the industry, uh, the industry. Uh, but yeah, the Indiana street, I think is shut down. I think we're done. I don't That's think it. we're going to, I don't think we're going to see any more Indiana Jones for, for quite some time. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe like uh, $300 million could, could go. I don't know. There's probably a couple of other directions that you could, you could put that, uh, you could put that money. Um, Rob, have you been paying attention to the strikes, the SAG after strike? The actors have have a little uh, gone bit. on strike. Fran Drescher uh, leading the people. Yeah. I have not been paying attention to the specific details, but I do like to follow like all of the industry talk. Yeah. Uh, have you uh, have you seen Ron Perlman get very mad about this? No. Uh, Ron Perlman had some uh, had some choice words 
for uh, some of the, the executives behind the scenes who have been saying that they wanted the strike to go as long as it took for the writers to start uh, losing their apartments and their homes. Mm-hmm. And Ron Perlman had some uh, had some choice words for whoever was the anonymous studio person that said these uh, that made these remarks in a deadline article uh, that was published, I think, like a week and a half, two weeks ago now. Uh, would you like to see what Ron Perlman had yeah, to say got, about this? Well, listen, studio executives, you don't want the sons of anarchy on your ass. Yeah, especially after you hear what he's about to say. So this is uh, this is going to be Ron Perlman uh, making uh, some uh, content warning language. Uh, also, perhaps threats of burning houses down. Uh, yeah. Here we go. This is Ron Perlman. Okay. One thing before I get off this. The motherfucker who said, we're going to keep this thing going until people start losing their houses and their apartments. Listen to me, motherfucker. There's a lot of ways to lose your house. Some of it is financial. Some of it is karma. And some of it is just figuring out who the said that. And we know who said that. And where he lives. There's a lot of ways to lose your house. You wish that on people. You wish that families starve while you're making $27 million a year for creating nothing? Be careful, mother. Be really careful. Because that's the kind of shit that stirs shit up. Peace out. Peace out. Uh, Clay, Wait, I, strong words from You Clay think the actors are going to riot pretty soon? Uh, I mean, they're no, striking. Isn't that serious? They're, they're yeah, on, they're on strike. They're on strike. It's a serious time right now. Uh, there are some exemptions that have been made that I've been reading about. Um, independent, like fully independent movies, like a lot of the A twenty four stuff. I think is still up and running if it's verifiable that they're not working with any of the major studios. There's a TV show that's been granted the first exemption. It's called The Chosen. It's a, a, I think a, a Jesus origin story. Oh boy! That is filming in uh, in Utah, I think, on its second season. That is like totally unaffiliated with the studios. Mm-hmm. So I think like the like the real true like independent operations have been offered some exemptions. There's funky rules about what you can and cannot do in the UK. Uh, House of the Dragon is still filming. For oh example. okay. That's, that's good to hear. That's still that's still going. Uh, but of course, there's no writing that's allowed on that because of the WGA rules. But I think that the the rules are that the act. I don't know if all the actors on House of the Dragon are represented uh, or are part of the the UK guilds. But there's some there's some language there that makes it so House of the Dragon is still up and running. Uh, so I think it, as it currently stands, if the strike, if the SAG strike and the WGA strike continue for a while we could head into 2024 with a sync with two shows two new shows house of the dragon and the chosen uh that could be what we're we're looking at for 2024 so it's it's a serious time rob it's a very serious time for the. is there any jockeying behind the scenes of post show recaps about who's going to be the co-host for the chosen recap not yet i expect the deluge of emails after this podcast uh you know the you know uh clamoring down the pitch pipeline of who's going to be able to really represent Mm -hmm. the chosen who will be the chosen who will be chosen that could be a good podcast series if we are really dry on content uh mm-hmm. leading into this thing 
Uh, we could do like, uh, you know, who will be the next chosen post-show recaps host? Uh, <laughs> that could be good. That could who, be good. I think it's just like you're getting it too wordy. I think it's just like, who will be chosen? Who will be chosen? Who will be chosen? It's like uh, a prequel to the show. It is like a prequel to the show. Uh, I think you're starting to see, you know, we had already seen in the WGA strike, a lot of the networks uh, talking about strike proofing their fall schedules i wanted i wanted to bring cbs specifically into this rob uh, it is the bulletproof yeah cbs has announced their fall lineup um and you're gonna be really busy yeah you want to go through it day by day go for it yeah how are you feeling first of all before we even go into this thing I feel great. I feel uh-huh. like my battery is recharged. I'm yeah. ready to go. You know, it's uh-huh. been kind of a lighter couple of months for me. Yeah. Um, but I'm ready. Yeah, ready to go. So this bring is, it. This is the CVS uh fall schedule. Um I can't go through absolutely all of this, but basically there's so much reality TV. Tuesday yeah. nights, big brother. Uh Wednesday nights, of course, Survivor and the Amazing Race. Thursday nights, Big Brother, Buddy Games. What's Buddy Games? Buddy Games. Uh, you you're not aware, Josh? I don't know buddy. what Buddy Games is. Uh, well, that uh, there is another Josh involved. Oh, uh, no. That Buddy Games, uh, maybe from the uh, mind, or at least hosted by Josh Dumas. Oh no, hosts. No. Yeah, that you're not vying for a date with Tad Hamilton. No, you are. Uh, maybe that should be uh, something that we watch. Uh, win a date with Tad Hamilton okay. uh, to get ready for buddy games. Yeah, sure. Uh, but I believe it, this might be up your alley. I think it's like summer camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do love summer camp. Uh, buddy games at summer camp. Okay, well, buddy games is uh, Thursday nights are really stacked night. Big Brother eight p.m. Buddy games at nine. Yep. The Challenge USA at ten. Yep. Covering all of those on RHAP? Yes. Yes, yeah. I believe so. Is Jenny um, already booked for Buddy Games? Yeah, I think so. I think that's going to be where <laughs> we go for uh-huh. hit or quit. I yeah. believe that they are taking people who are um, like from like uh, like childhood camp friends and they're competing in Buddy Games. Okay. Uh, Josh Dumal is the camp counselor you always wanted. I've got childhood camp friends that I could uh, I could submit to. You could uh, be on season two, buddy. I don't, I don't think that I uh, trust the situation of even if it's not Survivor of walking into any CBS reality show situation. I feel like they've got me on a watch list. I don't like the I don't mm-hmm. like the shot. I feel like that's a bad choice for me and my my continued survival on this planet called Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, buddy games and the Challenge USA is playing yeah. next. Um, later in the fall on Thursday nights, it's going to change up a little bit. Sure. Uh, no reality on Thursday nights in the late fall. Lots of reruns, which I want to talk about in a second. Yeah. Um, the Friday night schedule, uh, more reruns. The price is right. Let's make a deal. That's happening. Uh, it's a hybrid. I guess every other week, is it going to be prices right at night versus let's make a deal? Uh, I don't know how that works. Raid the Cage. Is this a Nicolas Cage reality show? That's yeah, I don't know what Raid on? the Cage is. Uh, 9 p.m., Friday nights coming to CBS in the fall. Raid the cage, CBS. Uh, Raid the cage. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this is new. It's based uh, on a new game Israeli, show. Israeli game show is what it's taking its cues from. According to Wikipedia, the format is contestants yeah, in a so pair it's... face nine different rounds. One partner answers trivia questions on various topics. Each question is worth a certain time in a cage with various prizes. Okay, so there's there's goodies in the cage. 
the purpose of the challenger is to answer all nine questions, nine questions, and successfully complete the game while providing maximum time to the partner each round to get as many prizes as possible. Uh, so that's raid the cage. Okay. Would be better with Nicolas Cage. I do. Yeah, think. it's a very popular uh, show in Israel. Mm -hmm. So we'll see if it's a very popular show on CBS on Friday nights. At mm, night. Can't imagine. Can't imagine. Can't imagine. Uh, then, of course, you get to Saturday. There's stuff. There's encores and sports uh, and then 48 hours. And then Sunday nights. Uh, depends on if it's a single header NFL week or a double header NFL week. But this really had my eyebrow raised, Rob. Uh, that, of course, your beloved Big Brother will be airing at 10 p.m. on Sunday nights. That's later than usual, right? Later than usual. Um, you know, sometimes you would have on these uh, NFL Sundays where Big Brother would just be pushed back and pushed back. And so in some markets and starting the right time. So I do think that it's probably better to have some certainty on a Sunday night. Uh-huh. Uh, well, here's the certain thing. The certain things that 60 Minutes is going to be happening in the 7 p.m. range. And then, because yeah. it's all reruns all the time on CBS in the fall, making its CBS debut, hailing from the Paramount Network. It is the biggest show on TV. It is Yellowstone, Sunday nights yeah. on CBS in the fall, re-airing the whole thing from top to bottom uh, for as yeah. long as this thing is going to go, I guess, uh, yeah. is what they're planning on doing for Sunday nights. You get two Yellowstones on NFL single headers and a single Yellowstone on an NFL doubleheader week. That's going to be very simple to track, I think. Yeah. Can I tell you? I think it's going to be a big hit. Do you think so? You think Yellowstone on CBS is going to be huge? I do. I, I think it will be a like a, at least a modest success story. Uh -huh. And I think there's a lot of people that, you know, we talk about the streaming and stuff like that, but that I think there's probably like a portion of people Still and, in market. And, and a portion of people who I think will very much enjoy Yellowstone yeah. uh, that uh, probably have never seen it. We were, I think, three seasons into Yellowstone, and I saw that on Kevin Costner's IMDb that he was part of the show. I'm like, this isn't real. Uh huh. Like, has anybody ever heard of Yellowstone? And yeah. certainly, like, I know that it got a bump on streaming and became like a big uh, hit. But I think uh, Yellowstone on CBS is probably going to do better than most of the CBS originals that are out. Yeah, because probably there's people who don't even know, like if, if they're just discovering that Yellowstone exists, that they don't know that Paramount Network exists would mm -hmm. be a surprise to me. See, or they've heard of it. Oh, I've yeah. been meaning to check it out. So I really do think that um, Sunday Night Yellowstone on CBS is one of their better programming decisions in quite some time. Have you watched Yellowstone? Have you gotten Yellowstone? No, no maybe this is Are my chance to watch it. Yeah, I, uh -huh. I had I have been looking forward to watching it. I think that I feel like I've missed out to not know it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Ron Perlman, I think Yellowstone is very much Cowboy Sons of Anarchy. Uh, yeah. Is is uh you know when we we had we've had a couple of podcasts about Yellowstone here on post show recaps. None of them have ever really taken flight. We've tried. Uh, and uh, as it was initially pitched to me by the great Charlie Ridgely, uh, is that Yellowstone was Cowboy Succession, but I really think it's more Cowboy Sons of Anarchy in terms of the tone. Uh, the creator Taylor Taylor yeah. Sheridan, who's like the mega producer for Paramount these days 
is uh, I don't think you'd remember. Would you remember the character Deputy Hale from Sons of Anarchy? Mm, he yeah, was that, he was him. Yeah. Uh, he got ran over by a truck because he didn't want to be on the show anymore. And then he uh, had the last laugh because he's like a humongously successful uh, creator of TV shows for Paramount. Uh, so like Yellowstone is outstandingly popular uh it is it is widely watched it is one of these great success stories on uh tv on on linear still it's very complicated for paramount because the streaming rights are at peacock because uh they were it was like licensed out to peacock so yellowstone proper is on peacock but the extended yellowstone shows in the universe is on paramount plus uh, Yellowstone itself is set to end with the fifth season that's currently uh, allegedly ongoing. But of course, not only is the strike impacting, uh, you know, production on everything and Yellowstone is not currently able to continue forward. Kevin Costner has been on strike since before the strike. I don't know how much of this you've read about, uh, but he has uh, he has allegedly, uh, according to the trades, has said that he only wants to like film one week on Yellowstone and that's it. Uh, and he's kind of the main character. He can't really get all of his mm -hmm. stuff done in a week. So I don't know. I think Yellowstone and CBS is going to be interesting. Are you going to do the Yellowstone Big Brother pre-show? Is that what's uh, on the agenda for the fall for you, Rob? Probably not. <laughs> I probably won't catch it live on a yeah. Sunday. Yeah. If I had to guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you're going to become a big Rip Wheeler guy. I think I'm going to be talking to you in like three months time and you're not going to be able to stop talking about Rip Wheeler. And I think you're going to get a real kick out of Beth Dutton. Sounds think, like you want to make this into a weekly Yellowstone. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, if the demand is there, maybe I would consider it. But Yellowstone's a hot stove. It's not super sensitive about a lot of subjects that require some sensitivity. Mm. Uh, and it's, you know, it's very, it's very like rah, rah, machismo. That's not totally my thing. But like from like a pure like poppy standpoint, it's very easy to watch. Uh, like it's just like it's kind of dumb and fun sometimes. And the plots so are, are we. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's very like soap operatic. Uh, yeah. You know, kind of like a, a, a modern day Dallas, I suppose. But uh, I think you're seeing a lot of these kinds of schedules coming up for the networks in the fall. And I think if we're getting to like October and November and shows like Severance are still not back or whatever, uh, I think that it behooves you before you start getting mad at the actors to be reading a bit about what's going on in the strikes if you haven't been doing so. Hey, uh, somebody mad at the actors? It's probably going to be uh, lots of people. Lots of, uh, I, I was going to say lots of uh, lots of eggs on Twitter, but no, I believe they're now of the verified variety that are probably not going to be thrilled uh, and say, like, you make a million dollars a minute, like, you should just go and make all the shows for whatever terms are being laid out to you. And I don't know that that's necessarily it. So yeah. we'll see how all of that goes. Okay. Um, now, let me just ask you that we were talking about Yellowstone on CBS. Like, yeah. don't you think like for NBC, like, shouldn't they just like stack the NBC fall lineup with like all these Peacock shows that you all podcast about that probably nobody has ever seen? I, uh, 
I would not be surprised if something like that's coming. Uh, ABC, for example, is going to be airing Ms. Marvel, uh, the, the Disney Plus Marvel show. Well, I uh, think they're really trying to like uh, chum the waters for the movie. Yeah, I think that that's a big piece of it. The Marvels is coming out in the fall. So I think it's sort of like, let's see what we can do to generate some awareness for that. Because Wouldn't it be wild if so, like all these shows that they made for streaming and they put them on network TV. Yeah. And they do like gangbusters. Yeah. Like they like, okay, so just like, wh- what's the scenario look like where it's like, all right, say like uh, Miss Marvel does like, you know, 10 million viewers a week on uh-huh. it. like, oh my God, we got to be, we got to be making these shows for, for prime time. It would be very awkward for Bob Iger, who like has been, uh, you know, like putting his foot in his $25 million mm-hmm. a year mouth. Uh, over the Run poker face on so. NBC this fall. Like, yeah. what, what do you have to lose? Yeah. One of the things that's interesting to me, because this, this was something on my mind when I saw that Yellowstone was coming to CBS. I expect that content wise, it's able to get away with a lot on Paramount Network. But like Yellowstone is I, I don't know about a hard R, but it's absolutely R rated. Uh, it's for sure R rated, super foul language, crazy violence, uh, sometimes nudity even on Yellowstone. So like What's the Yellowstone edit gonna gonna look like? And so I think about like some of these streaming shows that are able to get away with a lot in content. Like they're gonna have to like edit those Just down and have it. There's no kids they, watching Yellowstone. Come on. Can they legally do that with the guilds right now with the WGA? Uh, you know, you can't do any writing. Like, does that count as writing? So I think it's actually gonna be uh, a little dicey uh, with uh, bringing some of these streaming shows to to networks. But I think mm-hmm. we're gonna see a lot more of that in uh in in the fall so the marvels is getting the lead up with ms marvel on abc poker face on nbc could be fun uh maybe this would be my excuse to finally check out the resort uh which i've been meaning to do did you ever do the resort Rob? oh it's on peacock no it's peacock show uh look if mrs davis winds up on nbc in the fall uh okay like now we're talking now we're talking mm-hmm. you never did mrs davis no yeah there's too much stuff. There's too too much much stuff. stuff. There's too much stuff. We're definitely in the too much stuff era, and we thought that we were before, but now we're like really in the too much stuff era. But I think the too much stuff era is about to turn turn into the where's all my stuff era. Uh, So an interesting time for for TV. Uh, Folks should be paying attention to everything that's going on with all of the various strikes with the uh, with the SAG, uh, with SAG-AFTRA, and the WGA. Yeah, I mean that's the thing that with the strike that could be you know for us the consumer you know with it so much stuff came out in the last uh year and a half we need three years to catch uh-huh. up yeah 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 there was nothing during covid times and then there was like everything uh over the last year and a half mm-hmm. soon to be nothing again so uh you know good time for rewatches and stuff like that yeah uh, i mean strategically for like uh all the parties involved like maybe like not the ideal time to do your strike like if i was like a pizza delivery guy uh-huh. okay and i decided like i'm gonna like uh get out of here um you know maybe not ideally after like i i drop off like here's 50 pizzas at uh-huh. your house like uh-huh. i'm on strike now yeah 
Well, I think the pizza delivery guy is like, stop making me deliver 50 pizzas at a time uh, for the cost of a slice. Sure, uh, so sure. Like, pizza delivery now, I, I, think I, I have it. 50 pizzas, uh, pizza, so I'm not, maybe I'm not looking for it. the pizza guy for a yeah, while. Yeah, sure, sure. I think that that, that I... That I I'm gonna, yeah. Look, as long as I freeze them right, take yeah. them out. I mean, really, like uh, Yellowstone on CBS, that's the equivalent of Leftovers. You know, it's like the not leftovers? the leftovers. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's too bad. Max doesn't have. I guess Max has like a uh, like a regular channel. I guess they could be putting on on HBO proper mm -hmm. uh, some of these Max originals. Yeah. Yeah. Rob, uh, moving on from the strike, uh, did you catch all of the Emmy nominations that came out uh, right before the SAG after strike was? You official? know, I, I only uh, looked at them a briefly last night. So mm -hmm. I am uh, my interest. My curiosity is peaked. Uh, yeah. I looked at it only because I had the chance to speak with our friend, uh, Dr. Christian Hubicki. Yeah. And we uh answered a question about will ray seahorn get a her emmy this year yeah yeah what was the answer from dr christian um i think that it was uh it's gonna be tough i think that i was just like outraged when i saw how many people are nominated for these emmys i believe there are eight people nominated in her category and i think like Six are from the White Lotus or five yeah. are from the White Lotus. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Uh, the supporting actor category is the one where it's really ridiculous. It tell is me, ridiculous. Tell me if you've seen these performances this year. I'd be curious to know okay. if you've caught all of these. You ready? Um, F. Murray Abraham in the White Lotus. Did you watch yes. him in that? Yes. Um, Nicholas Braun, a.k.a. Cousin Greg in Succession. You checked him yes. out. Yes. Opinion never changed. Yes. Um, Michael Imperioli, cousin Christopher himself in the White Lotus. Yes. Caught that. Uh, Theo James, hard to miss in the yes. White Lotus. But the, is every every single person from the show is nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Like uh, it, it's like yeah, you, like you can't have a show where fourteen people are nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Well, it turns out that you can because all of the supporting actor category is who got either, snubbed. Who got snubbed? Is there, is there one person from the White Lotus that didn't get nominated for best supporting actor? Actually, uh, Ethan. Ethan. Yeah, Ethan got nominated. Oh, Ethan okay. got nominated. Then, is there one? Oh, was the kid? What about the? Yeah, what, what, Albie. Albie DeGrasso did not get nominated. Oh, yeah. Albie. What yeah. gives, man? Fire That's your agent. That's tough. Albie Fire didn't agent. get nominated. What, what uh, about Tanya's assistant? Did she get nominated? Um, let me see if Tanya's assistant got. I bet she didn't nominated here. It does not look like she got nominated. No, no, yeah. she did not. Yeah, she and I think not. also, and and then I think the only other person who didn't get nominated uh, was the woman who was uh, the uh, that had like uh, the piano player. Uh yeah. Uh no, I think that she made it. She's not well. yeah. yeah. Come on. Yeah, I think Come so. Come on. I think so. I think that she did. Uh no, Lucia Lucia got uh Lucia got nominated. But the other one didn't. Uh just looking quickly. I don't know. I don't think so. Um, yeah. yeah. No, Mia. Yeah, you're right. No, Mia did not get nominated. And, and my point was uh, that Ray Seahorn is like the co-lead of Better Call Saul. Like there is no Better Call Saul without her character. Yes. And so if anything, maybe like she should have been nominated for Best Actress. Uh, right. But 
I mean that her like the her work of what she did on that show like uh like and I love the White Lotus but yeah. like I don't think that any and maybe you could ar- argue Jennifer Coolidge uh is the Jennifer Coolidge is the one person that should have been nominated for supporting actor uh Probably. you know everybody else like it's a, a gigantic ensemble yeah there's there's so much in a time where there's so many shows to choose from that it's coming down to effectively succession in the white lotus is is frustrating uh as great as those shows are and i think like it's a real reflection on the state of uh, yeah. of, of television that and just, i won't so just be, uh limit to the the white lotus uh that i feel like um that also um and now i'm, I'm feeling like a a uh jerry from succession yes like is, is this is the season she's nominated for i, I mean know, she's yeah. in uh, i i mean she, she had like uh, like maybe like two or three good scenes but yeah. i mean she's very much on the sidelines in the final yeah. season of succession so the the thing that i'm holding on to some hope for is that the best supporting actress category uh is so white lotus dominated with like a small amount of succession uh in just jay smith cameron being nominated there that honestly like she could break through jay smith cameron but i hope that it's ray seahorn who breaks through that the white lotus splits the vote with respect to jennifer coolidge uh, I guess like uh, if there's big crown stands out there in the voters that Elizabeth Debicki could uh, could could win this one. But I would guess that it's either going to be Jennifer Coolidge or it's not going to be a White Lotus person. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's where Ray Seahorn can possibly sneak in. But the I think the Emmy voters uh, memories a little short. Better Call Saul, while it's eligible for this upcoming Emmys, you know, it went off the air a year ago. Uh, so is it going to still be fresh on people's minds? I hope so. Uh, but uh, a show that has never, uh, that was as good as it was, Better Call Saul, and has not won a major award uh, at the Emmys, uh, has not won a single mm-hmm. major award at the Emmys. I don't know if this is going to be the time where that, where that changes. But I was, I was pretty scandalized when I saw the supporting actor category and the, the, just the full dominance of the White Lotus in succession of that category. It's like, all right, folks, I think this, this thing may need a, a little bit best of a reevaluation. Act, a supporting actor or best a, best actor? Supporting actor. Supporting, supporting actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the best actor category is at least a little bit more diversified, though. Like Brian Cox, come on. Like, uh, what are we doing in here? Yeah, I mean, where's the line on best actor versus best? Actor? How is Brian Cox an actor and Ray Seahorn is a supporting actress? It's all arbitrary and reductive, as Stephen would say. Uh, mm-hmm. I, do, I do think that there there is a bit of that. The que- there's a very valid question of whether we're even going to see this Emmy Awards. Uh, well, that's a, a I think a very interesting question. I mean, you feel like that you know that the actors are going to show up i feel like that every single speech is going to be i don't believe they can i don't believe that they can i don't believe that they are you don't think they can show up i don't believe that they can go and i don't believe that it can happen uh because there are writing components to these oh okay Uh, so uh i don't know that they could even write a format uh for it necessarily so i think mm-hmm. should the should these two strikes be ongoing uh at the time i studios think- maybe dodge a bullet because i feel like that some of these uh speeches are going to be uh just real roasts of the yeah. studios yeah i think so september 18th is when it's scheduled for uh but i would not be surprised if it doesn't happen and either it would be like the golden globes like releasing a press release i think of their of their uh winners uh one of mm-hmm. these recent golden globes could you see something similar for the Emmys or would it get pushed into 2024? 
I don't know, but uh, could be a long time before we resolve the question of which member of the White Lotus and Succession cast uh, will reign supreme. Maybe uh, Brand Steele for the <laughs> Emmys. <laughs> well, you know what? If there is no Emmys happening in September, if we're still in this situation, I'd be very down to Brand Steele the Emmys. I think yeah, or at least Chat GPT the Emmys. I think that that could be. I think that that could be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Looking at the drama series nominees, uh, I think that uh, we've got Andor, Better Call Saul, The Crown, House of the Dragon, The Last of Us, Succession, The White Lotus, and Yellow Jackets. Did you ever check out Andor? Was Andor on your radar? Yeah, I watched a little bit at the dentist. Yeah. You, you watched Andor at I the dentist? had a lot of dental work done, and uh-huh. I had a dentist that I was like, uh, I went to the dentist just because I could watch TV Andor while they were working dentist. on my teeth. Yeah. And so uh yeah, I watched it, but I didn't I didn't didn't finish it. Yeah. Um my favorite nominee for the Emmys coming up, uh big snub for our guy Harrison Ford did not get nominated for shrinking. I think mm. a lot of prognosticators thought that not only was he a shoe in for a bad nominee, year, bad 2023 for uh Harrison Ford. Ford. Yeah, I think that people thought that he was he was like a lock to win it, uh, let alone get nominated, and he did not get nominated. However, James Marsden did get nominated for the role of James Marsden in Jury Duty. And yeah. I'm uh, uh, about five days removed from finally finishing Jury Duty. And yes, welcome. I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm scratching my head thinking of a time that I've rooted harder for somebody to win an award than James mm-hmm. Marsden for uh, the, the giant shit-sized role that is James yeah. Marsden in Jury Duty. Uh, maybe a supporting actor nominee uh, should have gone to Ronald. Uh, maybe or best actor in a comedy series should have gone to Ronald for uh, Jury Duty. That was a mm-hmm. missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see though. You like Jury Duty, right? You saw the whole I thing. I did yeah. very much. Yes. Very fun. Very fun. Yes. Fun. Uh, so those are the Emmys. We'll see where all of that's gonna go. Rob, we have to figure out where we're gonna go next. Okay. Uh, we, we solicited some feedback from all of you at the end of the Indiana Jones podcast series of what you wanted to see us do next. Got a lot of takes from the PSR patrons. You can become one patreon.com slash post show recaps. We even got a thread or two, uh, which must've made you happy. Yeah. You're still as enthusiastic about threads as ever. You know, I had a little, I was down on it a little bit this this week, Uh, but I got to bounce back. I need some new material. What is the key to success on threads? Engagement. Yeah. How do you do it? What do you, what, what do you, how do you engage with people? What's your, what's your strategy? Just saying crazy, just saying crazy stuff and try to get a reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Try to get nuts. Try to get nuts. Um, we had a lot of feedback from people, and most of the things that people want us to do next, Rob, seem to be of the movie variety. Yeah. I think at a time where uh, not only are we looking at, I think, a real uh, stall out for TV uh, for the stall out boys, stall out yeah. boys. Uh, I think like even a lot of the TV that's happening right now, there is like some degree of burnout. So uh, I think a lot of the things that people are advising us to do next are of the film club variety, which I'm here for. I really enjoyed doing Indiana Jones. Yeah, uh, I think that was fun. I think uh, if only temporarily turning this into a bit of a movie club seems fun to me. I like Okay. Uh, what, what do you have in mind? So, well, we have a lot of suggestions. So we can go through some of the suggestions. If one of them really strikes, uh, well, well, not not officially, but if one of them hits, Rob, yeah, uh, we could we could go forward with that, or we could try to figure out some directions of our own. Um, 
first of all, uh, we did get asked about whether or not we would do a Barbenheimer double feature. This was from Ran, who asked about a Barbenheimer yes. double yes. feature. Are you Barbenheimering? So, yes, yeah, somebody already beat you to the this. punch on this. Yeah. Uh, that uh, Akiva really has been pushing for the Barbenheimer. But I, I wouldn't have guessed I, that Akiva was like a big Barbenheimer. No, well, Akiva loves anything that is like, oh, people are talking about this. Uh-huh, so, yeah. you know, I've got to be, you know, uh, show I'm with the, 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 the he's cr- paying attention that he's locked in. Yes. Yeah. Yes, sure. okay. Yeah. I'm paying attention. Yeah. Um, so, he w- really wants to do a Barbenheimer podcast, but I look. Uh, can I be frank? Look, is I, is he listening? No, um, I don't want to go see Oppenheimer. Really, because it's three hours long. Yeah, yeah, but it's apparently the best movie of all time. It's Robert Downey Jr. says it's the best movie he's ever been in. I'll, I'll watch it on streaming one day. Uh, yeah. You know, um, but so how are you uh, doing do, Barbenheimer then? So I'm uh, so I think that the plan is right now um, for th- that I I said I would split it up. I would do, okay. I would watch one of those two movies. So you're gonna watch Barbie. Mm-hmm. You're pro Barbie versus Oppenheimer. Yeah, I think Barbie it seems like uh, it would be fun. Are you a Chris um, Nolan guy or not really? I, I guess pr- I, I would hardly say I'm a uh, Chris Nolan guy, yeah. uh, but I don't. I'm not a Chris Nolan hater. Yeah, I, I just I'm a hater of like uh, three hours plus trailers plus going to the movie theater. Like this mm-hmm. is like a huge block of my time, and um, it's not not enjoyable for me. Okay, uh, I am Barbenheimering this weekend. Yeah, uh, I will. Uh, if I've got big Barbenheimer takes, I'll bring them to the podcast next week, and then I'll ask you about Barbie and how you felt about how you felt about your experience with Barbie. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I think that'll be a side trip and not a main focus of the next episode of the podcast. Sure. Though Grace had a really fun idea. Uh, Grace had suggested that you and I create our own Barbenheimer. Uh, that we build a Barbenheimer, basically. What is an unlikely double feature that we could compose? Uh, what are two movies that we could pick from like the streaming world that we could watch simultaneously that would be about as tonally disparate as Barbie and Oppenheimer are going to be? Uh, I did a version of this last year. I went and saw uh, the uh, the uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent, the Nicolas Cage movie, mm-hmm. uh, and the Northman, which was Eric the Northman, uh, Alexander Skarsgård as a naked Viking seeking revenge. I saw that with Brooklyn Zed uh, at the Alamo Draft House, and we saw uh, the Nicolas Cage movie first, and then saw the Northman, and that was a mistake to do it that way uh you go from comedy to drama i don't think i think you want to do oppenheimer into barbie for the people who are barbenheimer right because Bar- Bar- barbie's gonna feel like a breeze after Oppenheimer. you need a chaser you need a chaser i don't think you should go from i think if you go from barbie to oppenheimer you're gonna die i think you could yeah. die i think it's possible mm-hmm. uh would you want to build a barbenheimer rob or is that too complicated I think it's a little complicated. Uh, maybe let's uh, start small. Let's start smaller. Let's start smaller. Fun idea, though. Like the idea. That could be our Manhattan Project. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Maybe uh, we can, over the course of the next several weeks, be slowly building our uh, a Barbenheimer to make the Barbenheimer look small. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, we could like uh, be weaving an elaborate spider web of movies here. Um, a couple of calls for the Back to the Future trilogy, Rob, which okay. I know you've already podcasted about. I mean, before. but I podcasted about it. Uh, like, I think it was 30 years ago when I did a podcast about Tell it. Tell me about the 30 years ago uh, podcast. I, I think it was probably 2012 okay. when I did the podcast with uh, Stephen Fishback about yeah. it. Yeah. And Is I think it was, right? I think it was one podcast. Podcast, and I feel like that we talk about just the first movie. Uh-huh. Back to the Future. Rob has a podcast, Fishback to the Future, uh, mm-hmm. is, is what that was called. And um, I, I think we yeah. just talked about the first movie, and I don't. I think that we said we we're going to come back and talk about the second and third. I don't think we ever did. Oh gosh, should we call Steven and see if he's available? I, I think he's fine. You think he's fine too? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, this. I, was- I, uh, 2011 was when 2011 uh, so i do think that the this. statute of limitations of mm-hmm. you know i don't think i have any new takes mm-hmm. from back to the future you know i think maybe my heart is taking back to the future is like i i really i really i really don't say it's mid really don't say like it's it. mid i really yeah. like it. i'm just like i probably am not like supremely well versed in it like back to the future is oh. not like my comfort movie series or anything mm-hmm. like that uh, yeah you know, I remember going and seeing uh, part three in theaters. I was like yeah. a, a super small child uh, when it came out. Uh, so yeah. I have like some memories of that because I thought uh, cowboys were fun at the time. And mm-hmm. uh, my, biggest, yeah. my yeah. biggest association. You, with- you will love a new show that's coming to CBS. What is it? Oh, yeah. OK, sure. Yeah. If Yellowstone involved time travel, I think I'd be more in on, on Yellowstone. Don't call me Yellowstone. Uh-huh. Yeah. Who you calling Yellow? uh yeah no manure uh that i can think of involved in back to the future uh or in uh yellowstone plenty of manure in back to the future mm-hmm. uh, my biggest i i think that if i went back to back to the future i would really uh be just kind of like biding my time waiting for the arrival of jules and Vern for their five seconds of glory <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite part of back to the future yeah. so it's not a blind spot for me but it's just not one that i'm like supremely familiar with personally okay. Uh, so that would be on my list. I think that that could be uh, fun. Uh, that's what Alex wanted. Raspy Rachel on threads wanted that as well. Raspy Rachel's son, however, wanted Star Wars, uh, which you and I have attempted in the past. We podcast it's been done. It's been done. Menace. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of Star Wars happening right now, and I feel pretty burned out on the Star Wars. So as much as I'd love to follow Harrison Ford uh, to, to the next thing, I don't mm-hmm. know that I would want it to be Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got a call for uh, Air Force One, however, uh, from the Ben behind the curtain. So uh, I don't know if that would... I think if we did Air Force One next, Rob, we would just have to commit to... We're doing Harrison summer Ford movie. Four. <laughs> yeah. We're forwarding okay. the summer. I don't know if I'm ready for that. Uh, I will say, I've, I don't think I've ever seen Air Force One. Um. Okay, well, that's a that's a problem. Uh, I think it is a problem that you haven't seen Air Force One. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I do think that that's something that we would want to fix. There's a lot of stuff in Air Force One that could be pretty fun. But the prob- the additional problem then is like we'd have to do more Harrison Ford afterwards. And I don't know if that's a problem or a solution. Uh, there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, strange entries in Harrison Ford's career. Uh, yeah. Were you a six days, seven nights guy? No, I never saw that. Okay. And 
I just and wonder you, though, you are we capped? You aren't capped. You haven't done clear and present danger. So that no. means you haven't done Patriot games. But are we ignoring the, the tea leaves here? Uh that the market has told uh <laughs> <laughs> Harrison Ford is not moving the needle these days. Can we save it? Can we save Harrison Ford? I think we save Harrison a, Ford. It's an interesting challenge. Uh mm. you've seen the fugitive. And we just turned down Star Wars also. Yeah. You've seen the fugitive, no? I've seen the fugitive. Okay, okay. All right. Have you actually, or are you just like gently trying to get out of having? No, I, I've seen it. Okay. I've seen. It. I mean, I only remember like the like classic scenes, but I, mm -hmm. I know I saw it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I'm. I'll let's put a needle in Harrison Ford uh, for now. Um, let's see. What else do we have here that could be fun? A lot of I've been tortured uh, with voodoo. Yeah, I, I, I think, drank the blood of Kali. Is that why this is happening? Is that the problem here? No, you just want to put a, a pin in him. Oh yeah, that might be it. Yeah, uh, I don't have a Harrison Ford action figure among my many action figures, which might be an oversight. Don't give it to the Maharaja. No, um, Prez threw out the possibility of uh, Prez said that objectively we should watch Barbie next. Uh, you've already got that on a lock, uh, but Prez says that selfishly. He would like to see us go through some of, and he even couched it, which I appreciated, some of the James Bond franchise, mm. uh, suggesting one movie per James Bond actor. Uh, are you a Bond guy? I am a Bond, uh, I would say lukewarm Bond guy. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I saw the last one uh, that was out, but I've probably seen, uh, you know, um, a lion's share of if them. And I think this is overshoot. If there's 40 James Bond movies, I think it's like 20-something James Bond movies. If there's like 25 James Bond movies, how many James Bond movies do you think you've seen? I think I've seen parts of like there was one point where I was like, I'm going to see all of them. And yeah. I think I've probably seen... Uh, parts of uh, you know probably like 15 of them yeah that's probably more than i've done honestly yeah uh honestly i don't know how much um that and it's not like there's a new bond movie that's coming yeah. out i just feel like why now you don't want to make the bond you don't want to yeah. make the bond uh, i know jess and grace were doing yeah. bond stuff at one point yeah yeah i think i'm good on bond personally uh, that's a that's a blind spot for me that I should fulfill someday, but I don't think I'm ready to ready to do that. Uh, so I think I'm gonna I'm not prepared to make the bond here. Uh, I don't think I want to make the bond mm -hmm. on on this one. Some calls for uh, for Jurassic Park, Rob. Uh, mm -hmm. Some calls for Jurassic Park here. Jurassic Park just turned thirty, which is horrible. Yeah, that sucks. Thirty years since Jurassic Park came out. Makes me feel terrible about myself. Uh, that's that's tough. Thirty years ago, can you believe thirty years ago, Jurassic Park? I can believe it. Yeah, I mean that's really uh, the post show recaps uh, new era really launched with Jurassic Park. It really did. Uh, Jurassic Park, uh, Jurassic Park, the movie was the podcast with which we launched the post show recaps Patreon, uh, and then uh, the podcast itself didn't actually recap jurassic park the movie and instead turned into a, a a disaster podcast that led some people to the poster recaps patreon uh, mm -hmm. which was fun but do we owe the universe a jurassic park like or do i owe the universe an actual I don't know. Jurassic it's, park podcast? It, it's um 
it's okay. It's not my yeah. favorite. Isn't my favorite idea. Yeah, I don't think so either. I'm still. I think Back to the okay. Future is currently winning. Well, can I can I p- pitch? Yeah, please. Okay. All right. This is not a trilogy. Yeah. Just one and two, but there is new IP that is out. What do you think of Gremlins? <laughs> um, there is new IP out, isn't there? Yes, uh, on Max. There's a new animated Gremlins series for the first time, I believe, since like 1990. Yeah. Uh, Gremlins, there is new IP for Gremlins. Gem- Gremlins Secrets of the Mogwai is a, uh, a, a 10-episode series there's 10 and i don't know if we need to watch the secrets of the mogwai but um yeah. gremlins one is you know is certainly iconic yes and gremlins two is unhinged uh-huh it is yeah gremlins one gremlins two where would you go post gremlins does that just like <laughs> land us in sort of like late 80s early 90s horror would that have to be the next the next place we would go um, look, uh, I think gremlins, I love the idea, but I'd be so scared of like, how do we follow up gremlins? What comes post gremlins? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, I love gremlins. I haven't seen gremlins in forever. I have not seen gremlins in yeah. a very, very long time. Uh, I, I don't know where you would like springboard gremlins to. Uh, I, I mean, do we have to know? I don't know that we have to know. I don't know that we have to know. I could put, I, I think Gremlins and Back to the Future are competitive for me right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you, uh, so I think like a, a, a criteria here for, for me is what would be for you, what would be fun to watch with Dominic and Anthony, right? I think is, is something like mm-hmm. uh, showing them some of these movies. And I've really been enjoying showing Emily a lot of her movie blind spots because she has so many. I don't think that she's seen the Gremlins movies before, so I do think mm-hmm. that could be quite fun. Uh, is Gremlins age appropriate for the boys? Um, maybe, maybe not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dominic, I don't think would have a problem. Anthony might be a little young for the Gremlins. Uh-huh. Yeah. Have they done Back to the Future before or no? Dominic has. Uh, Anthony has not. Yeah, yeah. Um, gosh, I think about Spike. I think about Mohawk. I think about... Sweet little Mogwais. Uh, I think about Gizmo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think about the little like. You remember Gizmo's flute? He has like a little flute yeah. that he plays. Yeah. Like... yeah. <laughs> I guess I still yeah. remember the, the song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, Gremlins is really leading the pack for me all of a sudden. I think Gremlins could be very. And there's new IP also that we could like. Uh, we you have know, to sample it, Rob. I do think we have check to check it out. We have to check it out. Sample it. I think that there would have to be like that would be the third thing. Uh, I think that would... was uh, the hot IP that Max chose to <laughs> launch with, <laughs> and we wonder why we're in the situation <laughs> we're in. Uh, that Gremlins Secrets of the Mogwai was going to be the thing. That convinced everybody that it was a good idea to go from HBO Max to just Max. Um, yeah, let's let's uh, let's pour some water on this thing. Let's, <laughs> Let bathe, it... let's bathe this thing in sunlight. Let's eat after midnight. No, don't, don't put it in sunlight. Let's do it. Let's turn into Gremlins. I think I'm ready to turn into Gremlins. So Rob. what's the plan to okay. watch Gremlins one for next yes. week? Yeah. So next week, let's watch Gremlins one. We'll talk Gremlins one all the way through. Then we'll watch Gremlins 2 the following week. Uh, and the week after that, 
however much of Gremlins Secrets of the Mogwai we can endure. I think mm-hmm. that that's the challenge. Can you make it uh, through? You, you got to try to make it through the first episode of Gremlins Secrets of the Mogwai, which originally aired May 23rd, 2023. This was a weekly release on on max uh two episodes a week is how they Push did our it. recaps drop the ball. we really did i can't believe we didn't cover this uh the first two episodes i think are mandatory gotta watch the first yeah. two uh because they were both released I think on, still on one, there was still one that was supposed to come out on allegedly on the allegedly <laughs> allegedly i don't believe that i don't believe that there's an 11th secret uh yeah. secrets of the mogwai episode the first two episodes of gremlin's secrets of the mogwai never get them wet and never yeah. feed them after midnight. It's an uh, all-star cast uh, for the <laughs> Secrets of the Mogwai. B.D. Wong is yeah, there. Yeah. Sandra Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Matthew Reese. Uh, unrecognizable, uh, I would think, uh, here. He's undercover once again. Um, we've got voice work happening for Gizmo. Uh, A.J. Lacoscio is uh, doing the voice work. I think uh, a prolific voice actor. Uh, so there's a lot of, uh, yeah, lots of this guests. Is a prequel or a sequel, do you think? Uh, the to be totally honest with you, I don't know. And I actually think I don't want to know. Uh, I, I think I don't want to know. I think I would rather just be surprised when we get to, uh, mm-hmm. to Gremlin's Secrets of the Mogwai. Uh, and so we'll, we'll watch as much of it as we can yeah. uh, when we get to that. But that's a, that's a, a three weeks from now problem. We don't have to, we don't have to have that problem today. Okay. Yeah, um, is Gizmo like a baby Yoda? Where is he actually old? I don't know. Uh, is Gizmo... Do we have an adult Mogwai? Do you know what a baby Mogwai looks like? Well, yeah, they look like the Gremlins, like uh, a little slimy, like yeah. furball, like. I think uh, without, we, we have a lot to unpack, I think. Yeah, without spoiling uh, Gremlins, I think, uh, you know, uh, you, we're going to meet some baby Mogwai in the first one. And mm-hmm. they're they not going to be babies for long. And they're also not going to be Mogwai for long. Uh, so yeah. I think that that's going to change. Uh, Gremlins, it's in. That's what we're doing. We're going to watch Gremlins next week. Uh, Gremlins originally came out in, uh, gosh, 1984. 85. Oh, four. 84. And then it's a six-year layoff before the new bat. Too long. Yeah, that was a long wait uh, for uh, for the next Gremlins movie. Where is Gremlins streaming? Is it all on Max? Uh, it's all on Max, I think. Uh, yes. You, you can't can do Gremlins colon Secrets of the Mogwai and then not have the original ip ready to go i feel like you probably could yeah it's Um, a little bit of like the yellowstone franchise as far as where we would go next i mean the you may also like uh section of gremlins on max uh takes you to child's play okay Uh, it takes you to edward scissorhands yeah boy we're ready for halloween already yeah halloween it's a halloween summer it's a spooky (laughs) summer we, we have a spooky summer here. You're not that spooky. I don't know. Child's Play is pretty spooky. I watched that way too young. I saw Chucky put a hammer in somebody's head, and I never forgot it. It was horrible. That was yeah. horrible. I was really young. I shouldn't have seen that. Uh, okay, I'm excited about this. I think this is fun. We're going to watch Gremlins. I think there's a lot of people who probably haven't watched Gremlins in the listenership. Yeah. Uh, so this is going to be a real shock because uh, it's rated PG. I mean, should we it's... wait till next year for the 40th anniversary of Gremlins? <laughs> No, let's do 39. Uh, you know, 39. Yeah, let's do 39. Gremlins turns 39. 39 years. Yeah, yeah. 16 Mogwai. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's close out Gizmo's 30s. 
let's, let's do that together. Uh, some, somehow Gizmo turning 40 doesn't make me feel as bad as... Uh... <laughs> as Jurassic Parker. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe because it's like, I think like he's in animal years. It's like uh, he's still got like that young spirit to your He looks great. Point. Yeah, he looks, looks great. great. He's aged, aged quite well. Uh, so it's rated PG. However... It shouldn't be. Uh, this is like back in the day. Where I think. Like, well, this was before so PG thirteen was invented. I feel like that. I feel like the Temple of Doom. Yes, uh, brought on the PG thirteen rating kicked down the door, ripped the heart out of the rating system, uh, and replaced it with a PG thirteen. So it's like, well, is it R? Or I guess. I guess it's PG. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and very, uh, very tellingly, Gremlins two, the new batch, six years later, is a PG thirteen. Uh, so. Mm-hmm. They do what to do. Um, yeah. Okay, great. Uh, Gremlins is streaming on Max. We're going to watch it next week. If you've got feedback, we'd love to hear from you. You can hit up Rob and myself. We're on the threads. You can thread us if you're on threads. We're on Twitter, wherever you get your social media these days, at Ron Howard, at Rob Sesternino. If you're a patron of either Post Show Recaps or RHAP, you can tag us in the various apparatuses there, uh, or you can send in via our feedback form, postshowrecaps.com slash ask as next week uh while some uh some people may think that we should have waited for their 40th uh birthday we are going to go with gremlins turns 39 as the next adventure here on Mm -hmm. the rob and josh show this is fun i like okay back to the future is a layup i think let's go let's let's go for a dunk let's 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 dunk with gremlins i think can gizmo reach the 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 hoop I'm trying to think if there is a basketball sequence. I think in that any there is the... in the new badge. I yeah. feel like there is a basketball thing. Gizmo gets bullied pretty hard in uh, yeah. the second movie. Yeah. Uh, I do think uh, content warning, bullying uh, in both movies. <laughs> uh, I think the gremlins are pretty terrible to Gizmo. Uh, so mm-hmm. that could be tough. That could be yeah. tough. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. It's great. It's good times. Uh, we're going to come back next time talking Gremlins. In the meantime, Rob, what's going on on RHAP? What can people be looking forward to right now? Claim to fame. I watched to- Monday night's episode. Yes. Uh, wow. What a, what a, when it's a shocker, uh, but not a shocker at the same time. Good TV. You like to mm-hmm. see it. Yeah. Great uh, episode of Claim to Fame this week. Uh, we are talking about Tough as Nails. Had an interview with Phil Kogan. Uh-huh. Um, I will be um, apparently Barbenheimering uh, uh, to some degree yeah. on Renap. You're doing a half. Uh, you're just doing Barbie. A half, a half Barbenheimer. I think a half Barbenheimer is just Barbie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Are watching be... both of them? I, I don't believe or so. Is he just doing Oppenheimer. I believe he's just Oppenheimering. Okay, and then you guys are going to tell each other what happened in the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we're saving you. We're saving you. Actually, we're going to save people money of like, uh, that's. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Is that what you're going to do? Like, yeah. Uh-huh. Why are you supporting a movie industry that's not paying its actors? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. we watch the movies and we'll tell you what happened. Fair enough. All right. Uh, so uh, get half the scoop on. Uh, no, you'll get the whole scoop. Time. Just half of it will be from Akiva. Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying you'll get half the scoop. Uh, you'll get half the scoop. You'll get the full scoop on one of them. I'm and... only gonna pay for one movie, but I'm gonna find out what happened in both. Okay. Did uh, did Akiva feel like he wanted to see Barbie more than Oppenheimer, or did he? No, get... I think he just. Wa- I think he just wanted to uh, have people think that he was trendy. Yeah, just get involved. Just get in the mm-hmm. conversation. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, look forward to that. And um, 
Oh my gosh. Uh, very exciting times here on the Robin Josh show as the movie club continues. We're going to Gremlins next. Uh, get ready. Christmas. It's a Christmas time movie. It is Christmas time. It's, yeah. It's both a spooky summer and tis the season, a holiday, uh, a holiday film here in a very uh, toasty July. So uh, it'll, it'll get us looking forward to when the weather gets cooler. Uh, so. Mm hmm. Uh, though maybe it'll also get you afraid of Christmas because, gosh, it's not, it's not the best Christmas. The good thing that Gremlins wasn't like a summer movie because uh -huh. I think it would be, you know, very tempting for Gizmo to jump in the pool. I think that's correct. Uh, yeah. And then, like, oh my God, the amount, the sheer amount of Gremlins that would occur. Yeah. Uh, I got to save some of my Gremlins takes. I don't want to drop them all right now. I can't imagine that you've dropped them all right now. No. Uh, when was the last time you saw Gremlins? I think I watched it maybe uh, maybe like 2019 or 2020. It was on like TNT or something. Uh -huh. I watched it like with commercials. I watched yeah. Gremlins 2. Okay, great. With my kids. Cool. Uh, fantastic. All right. What well, is happening in this movie? Yeah, there's a lot of questions. A lot of questions to be had. Uh, yeah, this is going to be fun. We'll watch Gremlins next week. We'll be back. Until then, everybody, take care. Bye-bye.